0: welcome to Supervision with a Vision. Today we're talking about how intuition impacts counseling and supervision. I can think of a, some times where I have really used my intuition. Actually, um, you know in elementary school when there's a presidential election and the elementary school age kids do their
1: own mock
0: election? I remember in kindergarten, it was a, an election year, and we did our little mock election and my mom asked me, who I voted for when I got in the car that afternoon, and I said, not that guy. He looks like a used car salesman. Clearly my intuition, right? (laughs) Because as a kindergartner, I probably didn't know what a used car salesman was. Right. But I was just drawing from my instinct what I thought about each candidate. So um, Heather, do you have any examples of times where
1: you've used your intuition? Uh, One time is pretty personal to me. I chose to step away from a group of peers who I was in a lot of activities within high school and i had just found them draining i just found when i was around them i wasn't i was the girl in the group not having a good time and i didn't really know why mm-hmm. and later it served me really well because i wasn't part of that group and was able to um, get immersed with a teacher and do some fun projects that really actually led me down the counseling field.
0: Oh, you! It, it allowed you to find you. Right. Good example. So intuition really matters when it comes to being a counselor. I think that uh, it leads people into helping fields. Right. But doesn't always mean that you will be a good counselor. What do you think are some of the things that
1: are needed in order to be a good counselor? In addition to to it, intuition. Right. Trusting your intuition is important, but then also education, um, further education, not just schooling, but continued education, and then really having a mentor that guides you the right direction. Mm -hmm. So Heather, are you talking about furthering your education
0: meaning seeking out opportunities outside of school once you've graduated
1: right i mean yes we have that requirement for continued education but i mean more so in uh, maybe even other fields to better understand
0: so it maybe an example would be if you work with a specific population realizing that you have some things to learn or understand in order to be most effective with those right those i people.
1: actually had a supervisee that was also doing her play therapy Um, Credential, But she had actually never taken any child development classes that weren't required for her master's, nor had she ever been in a preschool or elementary school setting. Mm -hmm. So sometimes that day-to-day experience is just as important as the clinical experience.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, When are some times in counseling or supervision that you feel like intuition is so useful and
1: important? In the moment decision-making time. Mm -hmm. Um, A client or supervisee brings you something you weren't expecting and you've got to shift and remind yourself that you can do this and you can offer the right kinds of feedback.
0: Mm -hmm. Sure. So maybe even uh, a current issue that so many of us have transitioned to virtual sessions. Yes. That that required of us being able to make decisions in the moment, decide as we were going, has been really useful, necessary for us. Right. That
1: flexibility
0: is Mm -hmm. key. Um, I'm also thinking maybe when you meet with a supervisee and realize they have a more pressing need, or maybe it's something that's not even related to one of their sessions or one of their clients, but something's going on for them
1: that needs addressing. Right. And you almost have to stop where the flow of supervision was and really check in with them in the moment.
0: It also makes me think uh, kids say the darndest things. Right. (laughs) So I don't know how often that happens to me in supervision, but absolutely in sessions. And I think then it helps my experience in supervision when I can relate that to a supervisee that, yeah, as long as I've been practicing counseling, there are always times where I'm surprised or I didn't anticipate something was going to happen. And I think it's it's nice to be able to share that with a supervisee that you can't always
1: yes. And no know. matter how many years you've done it, you will continue to be surprised.
0: Well, that kind of leads us to When does using your intuition or relying on your intuition potentially cause you to stumble within supervision or or a counseling session?
1: I think sometimes it can lead us to be a little biased. I don't necessarily mean like negative bias, just biased from our own experience, biased from what you've seen that supervisee go through already.
0: Sure. So relying too much on our intuition means that we sometimes have difficulty seeing things from a new perspective. Right. Oh, I just thought of an example, um, working with clients with eating disorders, but also working as a supervisor of a counselor that works with people with eating disorders. So often I hear eating disorders are about control and it just, I just have to make faces and hold my breath for a little bit because it just, that just simplifies things so much and drives me crazy. That it relies on intuition or experiences that we've had in the past without allowing us to consider that there
1: are other possibilities. Absolutely.
0: Heather, can you think of a time in counseling or supervision where that you felt like that has happened to you?
1: I can think of a time when my intuition maybe didn't kick into gear when I needed it to. Working with a client that I kept having a hunch that something was wrong. But I couldn't figure out what that hunch was. And it was stumbling me maybe for a good thing that I was getting tricked up. Mm-hmm. I was getting um, caught up with some bad boundary issues. This client needing too much personal handholding. Mm-hmm. And that was something that I think I use it in supervision to this day as an example of you can get sucked into someone else's issues if you're not listening to that intuition. My intuition was telling me all along. Hey, warning, red flag. Mm-hmm. But I just couldn't figure out what what it was, so I was ignoring it.
0: So when we use our intuition, we really have to have a lot of awareness and find a balance between relying on that intuition and using the things that we've learned, the skills that we've
1: gained. Right. It's absolutely a combination.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I think as a supervisor, I really become concerned when supervisees are not also engaging the education they've received. they're relying too heavily on intuition. And when I ask them to explain why they've done something in a session, they have a hard time explaining. They don't have educational experiences to draw from.
1: Right. And that can really hinder them from growing. They're not going to continue to develop as a therapist if they're kind of stuck in the mindset mm-hmm. of not being able to catch that.
0: that. I mean, I think that's fundamental to the idea of counseling, that we are all always learning, changing, growing. And so potentially intuition can keep us from learning and changing and growing because we feel like we know Or we feel like we've got what we need in order to make good decisions. Correct. So then, that kind of leads us to our goal in in counseling and supervision is that we hope to help people gain insight by way of using their intuition. And Psychology Today's January 2020 article, Eight Truths About Intuition, describes the difference between insight and intuition a little bit. Uh, Heather, what do you think is the difference between insight and intuition?
1: I see insight actually using your intuition, your clinical skills, your problem solving.
0: So insight is the application of intuition, yes, experience, education, all comes together in, to create insight. Yes. Okay. How do we do that? Both as a, a counselor working with clients, uh, we're also today focusing on how as a supervisor we help supervisees to gain insight and and make it applicable to counseling.
1: I think it's important for supervisees to be able to um, accept a reflection. In, in a session. Sometimes when I'm working with a supervisee and they're telling me about clients' data and what they did this week and how in therapy they did this, that, or the other, I often will stop them and reflect back something that maybe they weren't even aware of. Mm-hmm. And what I'm hoping is that they start to get a sense for their own intuition, telling them something so that they can then use the clinical skills to get that insight.
0: So Heather, through that, you are trying to help them have new perspective. Correct By saying it back to them, presenting the same thing to them in a different way, reflecting it to them, right. hoping to, for them that they'll be able to see it right from a new angle, given all of the things that they have, right. all their resources, insight, re- intuition, education.
1: Right. And really reflecting that there's a flexible mindset to have with this. And there's a, a call for when you need to have just a very rigid mindset. But great gaining insight is going to call for having flexible thinking.
0: Mm hmm. I think something that's important as a supervisee that I'm always thinking of is that I need to have those qualities myself. Right. That I need to be thinking about my own perspective and considering that this supervisee is unique and not the same as all my other supervisees, that they might need something different. Right. Um. And that even in relationship with them in supervision, that I'm examining my own bias, my own perspective, and challenging myself to see things from their perspective or different perspectives. Uh, Heather, can you think of a time where you were really called on to do that?
1: I have a few supervisees that worked in a clinic-based setting that were Really focused in just the kind of documentation they needed to do, and and counting off the steps. So they really focused in like the documentation and the ways that they were trained on their site to do therapy. We all know that doesn't always apply, mm-hmm. and often um, with a couple of those supervisees, I reflected back like, "Hey, wait, you missed some of the main point here. This is important. Don't forget these other details because they matter." And although that's using my intuition, it's also using clinical skill of like you missed a whole point. All of these kids came from trauma. All of these kids have had X, Y, Z happen to them, and I mm-hmm. think it's important not to get stuck just in the day to day documentation about what needed to happen and writing their notes a certain way that their supervisor on site needed.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I think, yeah, that uh, we have room to learn from. Maybe um, even in learning something is I think mundane and what feels like boring to a lot of counselors about documentation that you might see how they're doing their documentation and go, Oh, I could add that to how I do things or I could adjust, but also helping them to see a bigger picture that documentation is one piece of the puzzle, but there are other things that are equally, if not more important in, right. when working with a
1: client. I had a couple of uh, upset supervisees that week when I asked them to redo their notes in a different way mm. for my benefit, just for them to have different interspec- introspective on it.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I can think uh, of a couple of supervisees. Actually, I met with them as a, a triad and... Both of them, their second language was English. Okay. And I think I learned so much just from hearing their life experiences related to that, um, that has helped me with new supervisees, new clients, um, that they were really proficient Mm-hmm. in English and couldn't I couldn't imagine that they had any insecurities related to that or would have worried about that. But um, I really appreciated and learned from, benefited from hearing them talk about uh, things that they thought about, worked on, considered, and then how that influenced the way that they talked to their clients, um, how they talk. I think it influenced, I didn't realize it at the time, but it was influencing the way that we were talking to each other other.
1: Right. I love it when that happens, when you can look at your experience with a supervisee and realize that you too as a supervisor grew mm-hmm. and gained something from the experience. Mm-hmm.
0: So some ways that we think about helping our supervisees gain insight by using their intuition, but also their other assets include reflecting back to them to help them gain perspective, challenging ourselves to have new perspective all the time. Heather, can you think of other ways that you are mindful when you are uh, helping supervisees to gain insight?
1: I always like to play a little bit of the what if game where I'm asking them to go outside the box, where I'll say, okay, you told me that from a very cognitive behavioral standpoint. What if you were this theorist? What if you were Adlerian? What if you were family systems? How would you respond then? Mm -hmm. Which they don't always enjoy, but I think it's important to be able to have that um, flexibility to see what other options there are.
0: Mm -hmm. I think that's super valuable. I don't know any counselor. I haven't known a counselor either as a a coworker or um, as a supervisee of mine that I think started out with one theory and has always right. stuck to that same theory without any deviation and that really theory is personal. So each one of us is a different type of Adlerian counselor or CBT counselor right. or person-centered counselor. We all have our own spin on that. So I think it's really valuable to ask supervisees to examine that regularly. I think it's fun it to ask them to it to to yeah. look at from that different perspective and sometimes see that a counselor with a different theoretical perspective might look and interact in the same way with a, counsel- with a client or a supervisee, but conceptually is thinking about it differently. Right. So I, th- I think that is really valuable to ask them to, to look at different ways that a counselor might interact with a supervisee or a client. Let's see, what any other things that you might do to help a supervisee have
1: different insights? Sometimes I ask them to think about what would I say before I give my answer? So I don't know if that's prescribing the symptom or not, but before they even ask me, I'm, I'm asked them to report and say, well, what do you think I'm going to say about that? Just because Mm. I want them to think, okay, so let's say you have 10 years experience and you have experience in this field. What, how would I reflect that back?
0: Right. So you're asking them to engage some problem solving, like go almost go from the beginning of the process to the end of the process, apply all of those things. Right. So you, Using their applying their intuition applying their insight in order right. to come up with that answer um something that i think i do i ask them to sometimes identify the part that's intuition and identify the part that's insight education Ooh, so that they can like that. they can be clear on what they're using right what um, one way I might do that is i might ask them well what does the mom part of you think yes. right now or mm-hmm. what does the woman part of you you think right now or or male part of you and then what does your education tell you right? What does your site tell you? What, right. what does your clinic or your, your right. work site tell you? How do they like to handle things so that they can look at all the different pieces and knowingly apply the part that they want to apply?
1: I really like that. I bet you catch also a lot of bias Yes,
0: mm-hmm. where Yes, and again, like I think you mentioned before, not necessarily a hurtful bias, right. but perspective gained from life experience that we're wanting to expand. Right. Uh, well, I think this morning we have talked about out, um, how intuition has affected us personally, how we apply it, both in our personal lives and in counseling. Um, and we definitely have talked about times where intuition is a great resource and value to counseling and also sometimes where it can cause us to stumble and um, have some difficulty in counseling or supervision. And we've talked about that truly the goal of counseling and supervision is to gain insight through using all of our resources, including intuition, and that it's an important role of a supervisor to help a supervisee do that. And some of the ways that Heather, you and I do that with our own supervisees. Thanks for joining us on Supervision with a Vision. You've been listening to Supervision with a Vision. Head on over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Be sure to check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Therapy Academy to join the conversation and get show notes. We'll be back next week with more Supervision with a Vision.